everyone, before we get started, I have some exciting news. Well, two pieces of exciting news. The Teachers Impact website will be launched on December 20th. So make sure you go to the site and check it out, visit it, give me some feedback. And the second thing is, if you want to learn more about how to master your craft as a teacher, then I want you to go and get your ultimate guide to mastering your craft as a teacher. Check the link in the show notes to get your guide. I'm so excited for these two pieces of news. I know that it will bring you more resources and help you to become the teacher that you were meant to be. So keep an eye out for those and let's get started. This is episode number 14 of the Teacher's Impact Podcast. If you found yourself wondering why you would rather stay home on professional development days, then this episode is for you. Your frustrations about teacher PD is not felt by you alone. So on this episode, we'll be discussing what's wrong with professional development for teachers today and some practical solutions. Okay, number one. Teachers may not feel comfortable practicing new skills or learning in their classroom that is being provided by the professional development. Let me explain that further. If the culture of the school does not allow teachers to take instructional risks, they will not practice that new method, that new strategy in their classroom. Oftentimes, teachers are worried about administrators popping up unannounced in their classroom and being written up if they're not following the prescribed curriculum. Granted, yes, we need to follow state curriculum, state laws. However, I do want to point out that it takes courage to try something new and refine it. But when the culture of the school does not support this, the teacher ends up not taking the risk of practicing the new skills and our method to improve his or her craft. And a solution for this is that once the administration has determined that the teacher or teachers need to implement a new strategy, then there needs to be an understanding or specified time when the teacher should be practicing the strategy. Then the coach can go in and provide non-evaluative feedback on the teachers. And not only the coach, maybe another peer teacher can go in and give feedback on how that teacher is implementing that scale or strategy or method. And this is one of the things that I that I know worked really well because as a coach, this is what I've done. I made sure that I talked with the teacher about when she will be implementing a new skill, when he or she will be implementing a new skill or strategy so that I could come to observe it at that time. Then the teacher can really, you know, work on the things that they need to refine for that particular skill, strategy or method. The second thing is that PD is not differentiated based on the teacher's subject area and or grade level. So based on my experience, subject areas such as science, social studies, and math do not receive relevant professional development. Administrators may not like to admit that these are not areas of strength, so those teachers are left to figure it out on their own. So depending on the administrator's area of strength or weaknesses, they may not want to focus on that area and limit the types of professional development that is offered. 
So one of the things that I suggest that we do for this is to complete a needs assessment specifically for those subject areas, professional development needs for teachers. Invest in professional development that have proven results in those areas. However, one must not neglect the value of interdisciplinary-based PD when planning for the new school year. Number three, teachers are not aware of the school or district's instructional goals. Because of this, teachers receive professional development that are aligned with the school goals, but because they're not aware of the school's goals, they're not invested in the professional development provided by the school. I've seen this time and time again when teachers are asked what are the goals of the school, their response is to raise test scores. How can we expect teachers to be successful when they're not aware of the instructional goals of the school? Raising test scores is very vague and provides little motivation to the teacher. When coaching teachers, I sit down with them and set SMART goals based on the data. And by the end of our session, they need to be able to articulate what the goal is and have an end in mind so that they are able to work towards the goal. District or school-wide instructional goals need to be clear to teachers. And for the goal to be clear to teachers, this is what we need to do. Remind teachers of goals on a monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis. Teachers should also be aware of goal progress invested in the PD that they are receiving that is in alignment with the school's goals. Number four, professional development providers are not invested in the school's achievement. Providers deliver professional development. Teachers fill out a survey and that's the end of the story. And I'm not saying all professional development providers, but there may be some that just come to the school, do their professional development, and that's the end of the story. For me, there needs to be a valid and reliable measurement to evaluate the provider's effectiveness. One of the things as teachers is that we need to make sure that when we fill out a survey for a provider, we're being honest about how that professional development is and how it can help us in our classrooms. Number five, what's wrong with teacher PD? Teachers suffer from initiative fatigue. On episode seven, Get With The Program, I talk about initiative fatigue and how this impacts school improvement. Initiative fatigue can rear its ugly head when it comes to professional development. Teachers will less likely to be engaged in professional development if they're suffering from initiative fatigue. We want to make sure that our initiatives are targeted and we're implementing on a one-by-one basis. When I say one-by-one basis, I mean initiative one, implementing, implementing, executing, tracking. Initiative two, implementing, executing, and tracking and building as the school year goes along or as the year goes along. Key takeaways from this episode. Create a school culture that encourages calculated instructional risks. Teachers need to feel comfortable to implement a new skill, strategy, and or method. Number two, differentiate professional development based on subject areas. 
Number three, make sure teachers are aware of school-wide instructional goals so that they are able to be invested in the professional development provided. Number four, determine valid and reliable methods for measuring a provider's effectiveness. Number five, consider initiative fatigue when planning professional development for the year. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content helpful, please share, favorite, and rate on your favorite podcast app. Happy learning and growing.